Thus spake Zarathustra, part four, on the preachers of death. There are preachers of death, and the earth is full of those for whom the rejection of life must be preached. The earth is full of unnecessary. Life is poisoned by the far too many. Let one say to them eternal life to lure them from this life. Yellow, so one calls the preachers of death, or black, but I will show you them in other colors. There are the horrible ones who carry the beast inside themselves and have not path except lust or self-flagellation, and even their lust is self-flagellation. They have yet to become human, these horrible ones. Let them preach rejection of life and themselves pass away. There are the ones with consumption of the soul. As soon as they are born, they already begin to die and desire the reaching of weariness and renunciation. They greatly desire to be dead, and we should applaud their desire. Let us avoid waking these corpses or disturbing their living coffins. They encounter a sick man or an old man or a corpse, and immediately they say, Life is refuted. But only they themselves are refuted by their eyes, which see one aspect of existence. Cloaked in thick depression and eager for the little accidents that bring death, thus they wait and grind their teeth. Or perhaps they grasp for a sweet and therefore mock themselves as childish. They grasp at the straw of life and mock themselves for grasping this straw. Their wisdom says, Foolish it is to stay alive, but we are very much such fools, and precisely this is the most foolish aspect of life. Life is only suffering, some say, and they are not wrong. So make sure you cease the living that is only suffering. And therefore let your virtue teach, You shall kill yourself, you shall steal yourself away. Lust is a sin, so say some who preach death. Let us step aside and produce no more children. Bearing children is laborious, say others. Why go on bearing children? One brings only unfortunate ones. And these are also the preachers of death. Pity is needed, so says a third. Take pleasure, take please what I have. Please take what I am. Life will bind me so much the less. If they were pity from the ground up, they would ruin life for their neighbors. To be evil would be their true good. But they would escape from life. What is it to them that their chains and presence they bind others ever so tightly? And even you, for whom life is a crazed labor and distraction, are you not tired of life? Are you not very ripe for the preachers of death? All of you for whom crazed labor is dear as well as the fast and the new and the strange, you care for yourselves poorly. Your industry is flight and the desire to forget yourself. If you believed in life more, you would throw yourselves away less on the moment. But you do not have enough ability for waiting, not even for laziness. Everywhere the voices of the producers of death intone, and the world is full of those who would death which should be preached. Or eternal life. It is all one and the same to me, as long as they pass on to it quickly. Thus spake Zarathustra. On War and Warriors by our strongest enemies we do not want to be spared, nor by those whom we love from the ground up. So let me speak the truth to you. My brothers in war, I love you from the ground up. I am and have been your kind, and am also your strongest enemy. So let me speak the truth to you. I know of the hatred and envy in your heart. You are not yet great enough to not know hatred and envy. Then at least be great enough not to be ashamed of them. And if you cannot be saints of understanding, then at least be its warriors. They are the companions and precursors of such sainthood. I see many soldiers. Would that I see many warriors. Uniform, what they wear is called. Would that it covers, would that what it covers were not uniform. You should be for me such that are always looking for an enemy, your enemy, 
and for some of you there is hate at first sight. You shall seek your enemies, you shall fight your battles, and for your own thoughts. And if your thoughts are defeated, your honesty shall still declare a triumph. You shall love peace as a means to a new war, and a short peace more than a long one. I do not encourage you to work, rather to battle. I do not encourage you to peace, but to victory. Let your work be battle, and your peace be victory. One can be silent and sit still only when one has bows and arrows. Otherwise, one babbles and quarrels. Let your peace be victory. You say it is the good cause that makes the war holy? I say to you, it is the good war that makes every cause holy. War and courage have accomplished more great things than love of one's neighbors. It is not your pity, but your bravery that has so far saved the unfortunate. What is good, you ask? To be brave is good. Let the young maiden say, to be good, that which is also pretty and sentimental. They say you are heartless, but your hearts are true, and I love the modesty of your great-heartedness. You are modest about your flood, while others are modest about their ebb. You are ugly? Well, my brothers, wrap the sublime around you as the cloak of the ugly, and when your souls has become great, they will become joyful, and in your sublimity there is wickedness. I know you. In your wickedness the exuberant man meets the weakling, but they misunderstand each other. I know you. You may only have enemies that are also to be hated, but not enemies that are to be despised. You must be proud of your enemies so that your successes, so that the successes of your enemy are also your successes. Rebellion, that is the nobility of the slave. Yet let your nobility be obedience. Let your commanding self be in obedience. To a good soldier, you should, sounds better than I will. And to all you love, you should let yourself first be commanded. May the love of your life be the love of your highest hope, and your highest hope be the highest thought of your life. Your thought, highest thought is something that you shall receive from me, and it is that man is something that should be overcome. So live your life for obedience and war. Who wants to live long? What warrior wants to be spared? I spare you not. I love you from the ground up, my brothers in war. Thus spake Zarathustra. The New Idols In some places there are still folks and herds, but not with us, my brothers. Here there are states. State? What is that? Well then, open your ears to me that I may speak to you about the death of peoples. The state is the name of the coldest of all cold monsters. Cold are its lies, and this lies crawls out of its mouth. I, the state, am the people. It is a lie. It was creators who made peoples and raised a faith over them and loved them. Thus the creator served life. The destroyer set a trap for man, and they call it a state. They raised a sword and a hundred desires over them. When people still exist, do they not understand the state and hate it as evil eye and a violation of customs and of rights? The sign I give you, every people speaks their own language of good and evil. They do not understand their neighbor's speech. They have created their own language of customs and rights. But the state lies of good and bad in all tongues, and whatever it has, it has stolen. It is false in all things and bites with stolen teeth and bites easily. Even its guts are false. The confusion of the language of good and evil, I give you this sign of the state. Truly, the state is a will to death. Truly, it beckons the preachers of death. Far too many are born, for the superfluous the state was created. Just see how it entices them, the far too many, how it devours them and chews and digests them. 
On earth nothing is greater than I, the ordained finger of God am I, thus bellows the beast. And it is not only the long-eared and short-sighted who bend a knee. Ah, even in you, you great souls, it whispers dark lies. Alas, it finds the rich hearts that like to squander themselves. Yes, it even knows you, you destroyers of old gods. You have grown weary from your battle, and now your weariness serves new idols. With heroes and nobles it likes to surround itself, the new idol. How it likes to bask in the sunshine of a good conscience, the cold beast. It will give you everything, if you worship it, the new idol. Thus it buys the shine of your virtue and the look of your proud eye. It will use you as bait for the far too many. A hellish artifice was forged here, a horror of death clattering in the panoply of godly honor. Yes, a dying for the many has been found here that praises itself as the life-giving, truly a sermon from the heart of all preachers of death. State, I name it, where all are poison drinkers, the good and the evil. State, where all can lose themselves, good and evil. State, where the slow suicide of everyone is called life. Just look at all these excess people. They steal for themselves the works of the creators and the treasures of the wise. Culture they call their stealings, and everything becomes for them sickness and misfortune. Just look at all these excess people. They are always sick, and they vomit up their bile and call it a newspaper. They devour each other, but cannot even digest themselves. Just look at all these excess people. Riches they acquire, and thereby become poorer. Power they want, and most of that lever of power much money, these ignorant paupers. Look at the clambering of these nimble apes. They climb over each other and thereby drag each other into the mud and the depths. They all want to sit on the throne. This is their madness, as if it is a fortunate thing to sit on a throne. Often, mud sits on the throne, and often the throne is also mud. Madmen they all seem to me, and clamoring apes and overreachers. Foul their idol smells to me, the cold beast, and foul they all smell to me, these idolaters. My brothers, do you know how to choke on the fumes of their maws and desires? Then shatter a window and leap to freedom. Get out of the way of this terrible stench. Get away from those worshippers of the masses. Get away from this terrible stench. Get away from the stench of these human sacrificers. Even now the earth still stands free for great souls. There are many vacant seats for the ones and twos around which wafts the scent of silent seas. A free life still stands free for great souls. Truly, whoever possesses a little will be that much less possessed. Praise be a moderate poverty. Only there, where the state ends, begins a man who is not part of the mass. There begins the song of the necessary, that unique and irreplaceable melody. There, where the state ends, look there, my brothers, do you not see the rainbow and the bridge of the overman? Thus spake Zarathustra. On the flies in the marketplace. Flee, my friends, into your solitude. I see you deadened by the noise of great men and stung all over by stingers of small ones. Forest and fields know how to be silent with you. Become again as the tree that you love, broad-branched. It leans over the sea, silently listening. Where solitude ends, there begins the marketplace, and where the marketplace begins, there also begins the noise of the great actors and the buzz of poisonous flies. In the world, even the best things do not count without someone to first make a show of them. Great men the, call, great men the people call these showmen. Little do the people grasp of the great, that is the creative, but they have sympathy for all the actors and showmen of important matters. Around the creators of new values, the world revolves. It revolves invisibly. But around the actor revolve the people and fame. 
That is the way of the world. Spirit, the actor has, but little awareness of the spirit. He always believes in that which makes others believe most strongly. He believes in himself. Tomorrow he has a new belief, and the next day a newer one. He has a quick instincts, like the people, and changeable moods. To knock over, that he calls demonstrate. To drive mad, that he calls convince. For him, blood is the best evidence. A truth that slips only into a refined ear he calls a lie and nothing. Truly, he can only believe in a God that makes a lot of noise in the world. The marketplace is filled with solemn jesters and people who boast of their great men. These are their lords of the hour. But the hour drives them, and they drive you, and from you they want a yea or a nay. Alas, do you want to set your chair between, for, and against? Do not be jealous of the absolutist and the driven ones, you lovers of truth. Never has the truth hung on the arm of an absolutist. Because of the intrusive men, go back to your solitude. Only in the marketplace is one assaulted by yea or nay. All deep wells experience slowly. They must wait a long time to know what has fallen into their depths. Far from the marketplace and fame occurs all that is great. Far from the market and fame always live the founders of new values. Flee, my friends, into your solitude. I see you stung by poisonous flies. Flee to where fresh, clean air blows. Flee to your solitude. You have lived too near the wretched and small. Flee from their invisible revenge. For you, they have only revenge. No longer take up arms against them. They are innumerable, and it is not your fate to be a swatter of flies. The small and wretched are innumerable, and for many a proud building, a little rain and a few weeds has been their undoing. You are no stone, yet you have already been hollowed from many drops. You will yet break and burst from too many drops. I see you worn out by poisonous flies. I see you bleed from a hundred scratches, and your pride will not become wrath. In all innocence they want your blood. Their bloodless souls desire blood, and therefore they sting in all innocence. But you deep ones suffer too deeply even a small wound, and even before you have healed yourself, already the poisonous worm crawls over your hand. You are too proud to kill these hungry beasts. You must beware, however, lest all their poisonous injustice becomes your undoing. They buzz around you with their praise, imploring as their praise. They want to be near your skin and blood. They flatter you as a god or a devil. They whimper before as god or devil. What of it? They are flatterers and whisperers, nothing more. They often present themselves as charming, but that was always the cleverness of cowards. Yes, cowards are clever. They think about you too much in their narrow souls. They are always suspicious of you. All that is overthought becomes suspicious. They punish you for all your virtues. They only forgive you from the ground up for your failings. Because you are mild and of upright disposition, you say, they are innocent of this small existence. But in their petty souls they think, every great existence is guilt. Even when you are kind to them, they still feel despised by you and return your kindness with a secret hatred. Your silent pride always offends their tastes. They rejoice if one time you are modest enough to be vain. That which we see in another person is inflamed in them. Therefore, beware the small creatures. Before you they feel small, and their baseness glows and burns in invisible revenge. Have you not marked how often they become silent when you approach them? How their power leaves them like smoke before a dying fire? Yes, my friend, you are the bad conscience of your neighbor. For they are unworthy of you, thus they hate you and would gladly suck your blood. Your neighbors always will always be poisonous flies, 
That which is great in you is precisely what makes them poisonous and more fly-like. Flee, my friends, into your solitude, there where the raw, fresh air blows. It is not your lot to be a swatter of flies. Thus spake Zarathustra. <laughs> 